All right, how's this? Hopefully it's good. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, we're going to check this out. Hey, how you doing? This is Tony. Welcome to Finding Subjects Podcast. Man, I'm doing something today that I have not done in a really long time. All right, you know what? I forgot why I stopped doing this. <laughs> the seatbelt. The seatbelt makes noise. Hopefully there's not a lot of noise with this. Anyway, it's uh, it's always something here. Let me just, just adjust this stuff. I'll adjust the input, and hopefully it won't be too noisy. So Sometimes I get like a, a beard noise when I move my head, and you hear it, you know. <laughs> so what's happening? It's been a while since I spoke to you. Um, like I said, freewheeling like I'm doing today out, on the tr- out in the truck and just uh, cruising around. I have a few things to do. And I figured uh, I can get those done. I can get those done by, uh, and then simultaneously talk to you. So um, last episode was a quickie. It was a 108, I think episode 107, 108, something like that. And I just knocked it out pretty fast. Uh, I'm going to be straight up with you. Um, If it seems like something has been on my mind, it has been. And what it was, was multiple doctor's appointments. I can't stand when that all happens. Although, you know, I always remain optimistic about it, but you still got, uh, you know, the A word in there. A little anxious, a little uh, nervous, you know, because you know that you're feeling half decent and simultaneously you don't want nothing to pop up and that are going to come up on the machines and and uh, all the electronics when you get all wired up and everything that they do in there. But uh, all systems go. I actually lost some weight, peoples. I, wa- I lost a pound. <laughs> so I got on the scale, and I'm like, yeah, man, I lost a pound, I think. And, you know, you're in your clothes. And when I weigh myself, I weigh myself first thing in the morning. So, uh, you know, birthday suit. And you're minus uh, X amount of pounds. So I get on a scale, and I'm like, okay, it looks like it's down just a little bit, not much, by like, you know, a fraction. And so I go in. And I'm all wired up. And while she's entering all the new data, the nurse, uh, she goes, oh, and your weight. And she goes, oh, you lost seven pounds. I go, what? And I'm thinking about, <laughs> I'm thinking about a couple days ago, how I was talking to you guys about how I can cruise through my kitchen and grab a thousand calories with no problem. And then two days ago, actually the day before uh, my doctor's appointment yesterday, if you were counting Weight Watcher calories, I ate 27 points. 27 points for lunch. <laughs> when you're, you're probably like, why, dude? Like, what did you even eat? Everything. Anything I wanted, anything that was in my face, I was like, yeah, some of that and some of that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I was just in a, like I said, I've been in a little bit of a funky mood. And we talk about this and I'll keep it positive as well. But uh, yeah, I get a little funky before I have to go in to see the doctor. You know, again, it's been that way since I was diagnosed with the heart thing. It's just how it is. And we all know what that's like when you have a doctor's appointment or you got to go see a doctor or somebody's going through some medical uh, potential adversities. There's that uneasy feeling that we all have within us. And it's just, uh, it's not a good feeling. You know, so anyway, I, I went in. I was a bit nervous. But, you know, cracking my jokes like I normally do. Had everybody laughing. And uh, what was hilarious is my doctor says, oh, Hey, hey, I really like your haircut. Right out of the 50s. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what are you talking about, man? And he's, I said, well, why don't you just put me down as patient Fonzie or something? Like, what? I didn't even know what he meant, but I know he's an older gentleman. I love this person. Man. I swear to God, my wife and I love this doctor, right? This cardiologist. I, I swear, I, honestly, I, I just feel like the guy saved my life, but I truly do care about these people you know all my doctors but this guy he's just like he's awesome so he says yeah it's straight out of the 50s and i'm thinking myself like what did you just watch uh you know uh back to the future or something do i look like biff with the crew cut or something but it's not (laughs) my wife's like no he just it's just an up-to-date kind of haircut and he's not really used to that or whatever but you're styling i said okay as long as i'm not looking like biff i'm good to go but you know it's a shorter cut but uh you know I guess he likes it. So uh, go in there. Um, so anyway, with the weight, the nurse says, uh, yeah, you lost six pounds or seven pounds. I'm like, all right, listen, I- I'm going to have to fess up with you. I think you I think you uh, misinterpreted the number seven. I think you saw a one instead of a seven. I'm going to be straight up with you. It was a seven. 
And she's like, oh, you sure? Oh, wait a minute. Yep, I put it down as a as a one instead of a seven. I said, I'm honest here. I said, I can't, I can't take the, the loss. I want the loss. I want the minus seven, but I can't take it. And I got to be honest with you. The last Boy Scout here, and she used to start laughing. I said, but I'll take the one pound. She goes, you can have the one pound, but you can't have the rest. So it's funny because I look at that scale and I'm like, that's the scale. And I should have took a picture of the, of the scale, but they already think I'm like this comedian in there. And again, it's, I joke because of it. It helps the stress levels. Anybody who jokes, just a good chance that they're, they're, they're doing that for the same reason. But for me, that's how it is. So uh, I was dealing with the scale. And the scale is the tell-all to me. It's like it's the one that like my doctor utilized this to say, dude, I told you to lose some pounds. And what did you do? And I'm like, Oreos. I did Oreos. I did Tony cake, Tony pie. It's Tony pie, he says. He said, it's Oreos. It's Oreos and mint chocolate chip ice cream all crumbled up, man. And he's like, that sounds really good. I said, Doc, it's fantastic. It's called Tony Pie. He says, Tony Pie, where'd that name come from? I said, I made it up. <laughs> he's just looking at me. And he wants to laugh. But, you know, doctors are so serious, especially cardiologists. And, you know, everything's regimental. But I do get this guy to crack up. So uh, not crack up, but like laugh. And again, like I said, he's a great guy. So anyway, went in. Had my doctor's appointment. Uh, oh no, man! Hang on, darn it! Uh, I'm getting uh, on the on ramp of I-95 southbound, and it's a mess. It is like a mess, traffic-wise. It was a mess yesterday when uh, President Biden, President Biden, came to town, and my God, man, traffic was just a, a total mess. Um, when they were blocking off the highways and stuff, and blocking off different roads so he could his uh, entourage and motorcade could come through so but anyway i don't know what this is hopefully it's just uh it's a little bit of traffic so i'm going to mosey on in here when this gentleman in the tractor trailer walmart walmart tractor trailer guy thank you very much sir i'm just going to budge uh budge myself in here and i'm in the passing lane now i'm in the uh the right hand lane now i will jump over to the middle lane we're narrating everything today oh there's glass everywhere now i know what it is i see uh i see cracks and holes being filled that tells me there's a roving PennDOT crew. Anybody know what that means? Well, PennDOT is the uh, Pennsylvania Department of Transportation, and it's basically uh, a truck caravan, probably five or six uh, trucks, and they just stop, and they do this during the day, and they fill in the potholes, and we definitely need them filled in. Uh, my daughter hit a pothole last week. That's a $140 pothole. It cost me. She offered to pay. I'm like, no, nah, I got it, man, because I remember the story about when I was just learning to drive. Now she's beyond just learning to drive. What happened is she hit a pothole that was full of water. So sometimes when a pothole is full of water, you can't see that it's a pothole. It just looks like maybe a little puddle, but uh, smashed it, man. Smashed it to the rim and popped the tire. So thank God she was okay. But um, when I was a kid and I went out to uh, take a ride with my mom and dad because I was on my permit, I hit the same kind of pothole that was deep. Like it was deep, it was so deep, I blew out both tires on the right-hand side of the car, the front and the back, and bent both rims. So needless to say, my father, he speaks, uh, you know, spoke Italian, spoke English, and he spoke some words. Hold on, I'm trying to cut over here, that. He spoke some words that day that, uh, I'm gonna go all the way over here, I'm being, I'm being brave today. I'm gonna get out in the city of Chester. Uh, that's what we did, I just hopped four lanes out of the way because I don't have any patience. And I should have more patience than I do. Uh, boy, I can't get off there, can I? All right, we're gonna take a ride anyway. So anyway, uh, I popped these tires and man, my dad went ballistic. And it, you know, it was, I get it. It's not, he didn't want to be yelling at me per se. He was yelling at the, uh, the situation. And the situation was two blown out tires, pouring rain, thunderstorm, and we're sitting on Route 420 in, in front of the military barracks and uh, no way to get out of there. It was a mess. Tow truck, the whole nine yards. So that was that. It brought some memories back. Uh, hold on, we got the police everywhere here. And I will make sure I am now on the Commodore Barry on-ramp, which is uh, three, Route 320 eastbound. And then I'm gonna get over on my right-hand lane here and see, uh, get in front of this other pickup truck. I mean, uh, tractor trailer. So I'm just gonna get out in Chester, man. We're gonna 
want to cruise around city of Chester. City of Chester, I actually went high school, went to high school in the city of Chester. It's a tough, tough town, tough town. So, uh, but we will, we will survive. Sometimes, uh, well, no, I'm going to be, I'm going to be polite. Anyway, we're getting off here. So uh, that was that. Went into the doctor, other than uh, almost losing seven pounds, but really only losing one. Uh, I had a, a decent report. Everything else was stable, and that's what we're always looking for in regards to my health. Um, just a good and concerning doctor. Excellent bedside manner, and that's like what my wife and I always cared about with this guy. You know, we, we were going through an extremely difficult time, and we didn't have a doctor that was just... Um, you know, just tell it like it is and not really understanding with anything. And, you know, reality like that can be harsh when you're getting, you know, life-changing news, life-altering news. Uh, but this guy was nothing short of fantastic and, and uh, just making us feel okay and just being positive. And I remember him saying, I'm going to take care of you. I'm not going to let nothing happen to you. Don't worry. You know, your, your kids are going to grow up to see you and um, it's going to be okay. And ironically, my youngest... My wife was six months pregnant with our youngest child, and my other daughter was 13 months old. So my doctor and that office staff, a lot of them, knew my children. Well, my youngest before she was born, and then, my, of course, my oldest uh, as a little toddler running around. But it's just, you go there, and it's almost like as if them, them doctors are more than, more than just doctors. They're kind of like very important people to us. So I think I got the point across Tony. So I went in there, and of course, the, the only negative was the weight. I did tell him. I was on Weight Watchers. Uh, you know, I try and wait, just trying to the Weight Watchers thing. And, that you know, I knew this past week and a half was going to be funky because um, I was all over the place. All over the place and just in concentrating and just, uh, you know, thinking about the doctors is coming up. And then just a lot of things, man. You know, I'm in a weird place in regards to life as well. You know, I the kids are grown. My youngest is going to graduate from college really soon. I, I can't even believe that. Like, where'd that time go? And we talk about this earlier in regards to when you're a parent or when you're caught up in Groundhog Day in your life and it just continues, like it just goes and goes and goes and repeats itself. And something is changing. You know, you're watching your kids grow up or you're seeing different changes in your life. And then suddenly you know, that calendar has been spinning. And now it's five, 10, 15 years into the future, 20 years into the future, 25 into the future. And that's what my doctor said to me, because, you know, I, I got you as a very young man. You know, when we got, we caught it in the nick of time and uh, it was just, uh, it's, it's all that. So I go through all of that every time I go into my cardiologist, cardiologist appointment, if you can get that you're forced to remember everything. I do a really good job of like just putting that stuff out of my mind. I don't think about any of it, but I have to when I go there. And then it's all the questions. Have, you know, are you feeling this? Are you feeling that? Have you felt this? Have you felt that? Have this, has this happened? Has this happened? And you, you are point blank staring that reality that you are pretty good at avoiding. It's right in your face and there's nothing you can do about that. So anyway, look, the positive thing is I'm here, I'm stable, I'm doing decent, feeling halfway decent. I'm not complaining about anything, anything. It's just what I go through a week or so before going into uh, my doctor's appointments. Can't stand going into the doctor's appointments, although I like the doctors a lot. It's that white coat syndrome, I guess. And uh, maybe you know where I'm coming from with that. I don't know. It's just, here's the thing, when I go in there, it's not just going into that appointment. It's everything. It's the flood, man, from all the way from back to the beginning, everything that, that went down. Everything that went down, the, everything from the beginning, from, uh, without getting into the, the details, everything. I'm, I'm driving by a, an old refinery right now. Uh, Monroe Refinery used to be uh, BP Oil, BP uh, Refinery, oil, oil Refinery. Uh, and I spent like my apprenticeship in here, you know, doing uh, for my job. Walking around in here with the hard hat and the Nomex and your uh, earplugs and, you know, to just going about my own business in here, you know, doing my job, hitting all these buildings, checking them out down to control centers. Uh, it was uh, it was a good job, an incredible, incredibly uh, good paying job, extremely dangerous job. Yeah, 
And then uh, after this refinery is the Sun Oil Company. So I did a lot of the time down there as well. Again, to the point where like when you, uh, well, even when I got to the point where I didn't have to be with a mechanic, I was on my own as an apprentice, you know, and then just doing inspections, doing uh, all that types of stuff. You know, so uh, a lot of memories here. And I don't know how I ended up coming down this road. I am actually currently on Post Road. And this goes into Marcus Hook, Pennsylvania. And we are now uh, just crossing uh, Marcus Hook Creek. And we are now in the borough of Marcus Hook. So really something fascinating about this town. Beneath this town, there are caverns. And from what I understand, uh, oil reserves can be kept within those caverns. If they are full now, I don't know. But uh, there is some history on that. If you look in uh, on online, and you will find photographs of that of people actually down there way back, and they're monsters, which is fascinating to me. So, uh, you know, in case you didn't know that, <laughs> Tony's rattling on today. I am, man. What else is on my mind? A couple things are on my mind. I'm dancing around it like I like there's no tomorrow. You know, just uh, I don't know. I don't know. What is it, Tone? Talk about it. What is it? It's, uh, I think, something that a lot of people get to this point in their lives. A lot of middle-aged people get to this point, and I'm here, and we are going to talk about it briefly. And I've mentioned it before. We are now at Sun Oil Refineries. I mentioned it before. It's just about where you are in life and what you're feeling about yourself and Maybe you're aware of your age. I'm in my middle ages. <laughs> I'm middle-aged. <laughs> That's over 50 and below 60, in case you're wondering. But I'm middle-aged. Middle-aged. The middle ages. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds so long ago. <laughs> but seriously, you get to a point in your life where you're just like, you're analyzing everything. You're thinking about it. You're like, man, what, did I, what, I, what, I, what have I done? What am I doing? Um, what's next for me? Uh, you know, you start thinking things happen around these ages. Well, I've had things happening for a while. You think back of people that, and I think this is part of it. You know, I, I've been thinking about people who aren't here any longer. Um, some of them really missing them. And I know that might sound strange, but like, why? Like, what are you getting, sentimental on the stone? By the way, I'm looking at the, to the right here. I'm almost in the Delaware. Uh, I'm at the, near Honeywell, actually. But to the right, back in there, was a drive-in. It was called, uh, oh boy, now i got to remember the name. I think it was called Naaman's Road Drive-In. <laughs> oh, that's a brilliant move, Tone. But anyway, I used to come here. I used to work down at A&P in Chichester and out, down on Marsh Road in Delaware. So I spent a lot of time down here. But uh, go, we'd, go, we'd all hang out. I'd hang out with the people down here, just cool people. And we'd go to the drive, and I'm just laughing at some of the situations that have occurred, sticking people in the trunks, and just, uh, just hanging out, partying a little bit. And I say partying, just you know, having a few beers and watching the movies, and it was a lot of fun. And it was these are interesting people down here because I, I always thought talk about the 50s, uh, like happy days and stuff like that. These people were so different from the people that I grew up with back in in my town. They were like. It, they were like the Cunningham family. I, I swear, they were they were just like like these clean cut kids that like were really polite and just would do like the craziest things. Like, hey, uh, let's go tie some balloons on that building. Like, <laughs> I'm looking at them like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing, <laughs> and I'm just I'm saying that kind of stuff because I don't want to get into everything that they did, but. And it, not that they were goofy or nothing like that. It was just funny. I'm like, that's kind of that's gonna be fun. <laughs> like, but to them, they were stepping over the line, man. Like it was like something that they weren't supposed to be doing. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. It's like balloons, dude. For, for real. <laughs> so anyway, uh, they were great guys. They were great people. Great, great girls. All a lot of fun. But man, they were different. They were just like I said. It was like hanging out with Amish people or something, you know. But then again, I can't say that because Amish have a wild side. I don't know if you know any Amish, Amish people. Amish people, right? I don't know if you know any Amish people. I know a lot of Amish people and uh, like real Amish. You know, before they get uh, into the church, before they commit and into, go into the church, 
they have what's called a rum. Oh, here we go. I got to repeat that. Rum starter. I think it's called. And and basically what that is, it's like uh, you have time to go wild now. This is your time to run wild and free. Rum starter. I forget what the hell it's called. Excuse me. I'm I'm lost. I'm in. Uh, I'm in somewhere. I don't know where I'm at. What am I doing here, man? Uh, well, excuse me. I think I let a bad word go. Oh, I got to turn around. Got to turn around. I don't know where I am. What's back here? Anyway, I thought there was a liquor store back here. You might be like, dude, what are you, what are you looking for a liquor store for, Tone? Well, got some birthdays coming up, and we're getting together Sunday. Of course, most of us have our COVID shots. And we are going to practice safe, uh, safe uh, gathering practices. Oh, here we go. All right. So, yeah, Rumstadt or something like that, where they just go bananas. These these Amish people, they can do they do everything. My, my buddy, he's Amish. He says to me, "Tone, think about everything that you've done in your life." I'm like, "Okay, got it." He says, "Now magnify that by 10. He goes, "That was me when I was your age." I was, I was like, "What?" And he just started laughing. He says, yeah, he goes, then my wife and I decided, you know, we didn't want to bring our kids up uh, outside of the church. And so with that, they ended up joining the church and then they conformed to the rules. Yeah, so great people, interesting people. And, you know, to see Amish, you'd be like, what, man, like these people are, are far out looking and all that. But uh, really great people, really interesting folks. Uh, we were invited uh, down to uh, their place. And I had them at my house. I don't know if I told you that story, but, um, after I had a house built. So what happened was I, uh, I needed an addition built. It's a long story. And my contractor, we'll call him, bailed out on me. So suddenly I had, my house was sold. And with my house sold, I had a hole in the ground because we were starting construction on this addition. And this guy bails out on me and suddenly I got a hole in the ground and my house, I got to be out of it in two months. So what do you do? Well, what you do is <laughs> you pray. And man, I did some serious praying. And when I prayed, I needed some help, man. I was like, what am I going to do? I am totally shafted here. I don't know what to do. And here's an interesting story. So my brother-in-law, he says to me, listen, you know, the uh, Amish guys that I work for, work with, I said, yeah. He says, uh, you're not gonna believe this. For the first time in like 12 years, they actually have two weeks off. I said, listen, man, tell them they're hired. He's like, what? I said, seriously, tell them I, I need them for two weeks. So with that, I got them in, they came down and they built my, my place for me. So they were my, uh, they were my carpenters. And then I had, uh, so I had my concrete guy, I had my carpenters, I had my painters, I had my drywall guys, I had my uh, insulators. I had the same guy, uh, a guy who, who did the roof and the, the windows, the siding, it was a mess. And, and I go in for my permits, right? And the guy says to me, uh, let me ask you a question. He goes, are you the contractor? I said, yeah, I'm the contractor. And I'm laughing because he's like looking at me like, you're the contractor. I'm like, yeah. Because I'm not talking in contractor terms. I'm like talking like I'm talking to you right now. So they said, uh, what kind of experience do you have in building houses? And you know me, right? I said, oh, I said, I got a lot of experience. So I used to build forts in the woods. <laughs> he looks at me, he says, what? I said, I used to build forts in the woods. <laughs> and the whole place, like this is a this is a township meeting, right? The whole place goes quiet. <laughs> and one guy starts laughing, they all start laughing. And I'm like, he goes, and then he says, you're kidding, right? I go, yeah, yeah, I'm not kidding. <laughs> and it didn't matter because uh, I had my blueprints, everything was good. And that was the truth. I used to build forts in the woods. 
anyway, this edition turned out to be fantastic. And uh, the Amish people, they were good friends, man. So we had them come over. And we had them come over, and uh, I had them over for an Eagles game. The, my Amish friends are big-time Eagles fans. So it was fantastic. We had a great time. And they were all color... I'm almost positive, I'm almost positive I talked to you about this before, but... Uh, they were all color coordinated, so whatever uh, color the the husband and the wife were wearing, uh, their children were wearing the same identical color. So, like, they had their black pants and their black, uh, uh, what do you call those, I think, suspenders. Then the wives had their black uh, dresses on, but underneath they wear a shirt. And the, the shirts were color coordinated. It was so cool. And I remember I'd go downstairs, and I had the TV on for some of the kids. And they're watching TV. I go, oh, wait a minute. You guys aren't allowed to watch TV. I gotta, I'm going to have to shut this off. And they all looked at me, man. They looked like they were going to cry. I go, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Big smile came across their face. So great times. Where am I going with all this? Just talking about remembering things and getting into a funk and then just, uh, you know, all the memories of the flood of memories that happen when you got to go into a medical office and then you're you're sitting it makes you think about your life again so here we are i am now in delaware we're going to go we're going to go buy total wine which is always packed by the way am i going to hit that place i just need a i need a six pack or 12 pack of corona is what i need just need a case of corona i need a case of corona i don't even drink this stuff but <laughs> need some corona but uh i could go in there i don't really care i'm not going in there anyway i uh I went in there and I uh, went into the doctors, got my report. Of course, still overweight a little bit, but I'm working on that. I'm really positive about that. It's going to work itself out. Um, but then here we are. You know, it's something I wouldn't, didn't want to talk to you about because I'm, I'm just in a funk. In the funk about uh, life. And again, I know we all get into this funk. It's like, what's your purpose? What are you doing here? Are you, are you making a difference? Uh, do you matter? I think it's something that happens to all of us when you get middle-aged. You, you gotta, it's almost as if the material crap gets put aside and like you're really looking hard at your life and everything about it and, and everything that you've done and the people that you've known, everything. At least I do. And at least I have the past week and a half. And you have to wonder, I know I do. Am I in a good place? And I am in a good place. So what is it that makes me feel a little uneasy. Well, the hobby, it could be the hobby. Hobbies. So I am currently standing uh, outside. Oh, wow. I don't even know what I just saw. I don't know what that was, because I don't have my camera. But I want to take a little video of this for you. It's beautiful on the Brandywine River. And just taking a little walk today. I wish I knew what that was. It was just swimming in front of me. Some kind of little truck just went by behind me, but let's take a little walk. But I don't have my camera today. Lowers this. Um just wanted to take a walk and uh, wow, this tree is like totally split. Just take a walk and get a little mindful being outside. I got to turn this down. Like in the 30. I don't want residual noise. Yeah, something was here. In the water. idea what it was so we'll take a walk here and just check out what we see um, but there's nobody here you'll hear some birds in him, off in the distance could have been like a muskrat Birds that you're hearing are from on the other side of the river or the creek. I think this is the river. It's Brandywine River. A little bit of green starting to pop up. 
some onion grass we used to call it but absolutely everything is still uh, brown no mud today I see some uh, mountain bike some geese I see some mountain bike uh, trails here are the geese Such a nice place, such a quiet place. Yeah, you know how this is gonna work, right? The one day I don't have my camera, I wanna see something incredible. But anyway, um, what's gonna happen is, I'll be at that point soon where I won't come into the woods just because of the fact of ticks and such. And, you know, um, I don't want to be fighting something like that. Not that I have a compromised immune system, but uh, with the heart dealing, I'm sure that strain of fighting something like that would not be good. A lot of, uh, I'm guessing they are dog prints along the riverbank. I'll look and see if I can see any other prints come down here in the, in the summer so I'll skip uh, summertime here in the woods I'll stay on the trails but here in the backwoods I'll skip this at the uh, the trails just because of uh, some geese a lot of times what they'll do is they'll fly right down over top of the uh, Brandywine River here And sometimes you get some interesting waterfowl here. Uh, deer hopping over a tree. Uh, but you'll see, oh, we got some mud here. So I gotta cross over this. Um, is there a good path here? Not really. So I'm just looking at the different areas where the mountain bikes are. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that's not gonna work. So as much as I am trying to remain not getting muddy, uh, it doesn't always work. I have to come back to go for this. All right, now we're good. <clears throat> so I see uh, here's deer, deer print. Like some doe. Right. Allergy's been kicking in a little bit. I hear Cardinal off to my left. I've seen Fox back here. Again, deer, a good variety of birds. So anyway, I just want to Say hello today. It's been a while, well, last week, since I did a podcast. Uh, you could tell. I'm pretty sure you could tell something was up with me. I seem a little off. Basically what it was is I had a doctor's appointment yesterday. Cardiologist. And I don't like going there, although I think he's fantastic. Great guy. But every time I go there, it just rehashes everything, brings up all the memories of the whole deal and mentally I try to stay as far as away, far away as I can from all of that. So here's a little area here where there's just, uh, there's a little stream running down. Uh, just uh, water is trickling over the rocks. It's just really cool, very serene. But uh, up in the, in the uh, overhead, you hear an approaching jet to Philadelphia International Airport, even though we are uh, probably 20 miles away we're near the flight pattern. So I'm looking at the, yeah, we got a deer walking right along this water. But listen to this, I'll just give you a moment of this silence. This is really cool. Just a really beautiful area. There's nobody, nobody back here, man. And uh, 
healthy stream. A lot of algae on the rocks. So you'll have some crayfish in here. And I don't know if this is runoff from higher up. We'll keep on going this way. Last time I was down here, it was uh, the day after it snowed, a couple days afterwards, and everything was frozen up so I could see all the tracks very clear who was out that morning. It was great. Fox tracks, deer, raccoon. And every once in a while, you come across these little baggies of people wrapping up their dog's poop and just laying it here, which is like not even a little bit cool. So dog owners, it's not cool. I know a lot of you don't do it, but this is like a beautiful state park and someone's leaving their dog crap right here. It's ridiculous. Like, what would you, why do you, why even bag it? Right? Why don't you just let it decompose? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So the plastic will be around for a million years, right? Did you hear that? I have no idea what that was. Just beautiful back here. So anyway, just wanted to say hello. A little bit of a funk going on. The funk is just about life. And I know a lot of people going through this right now. People midlife. What's your purpose? What do you got left to do? I don't know why we think that way. You get in your mid-50s and you're like, okay. Um, I have everything I want. What's next? Um, what's next is you, know, you just continue living life. You continue being thankful. Maybe you start being nice to people and trying to be a positive influence to others, a motivational type of person. Um, just always thinking positive, being aware and mindful um, how blessed we are to even be here, how blessed we are to even be able to take a little walk like this. Whereas there's people right now sitting in a hospital that may not be doing well. It's that type of mindfulness that I think we really owe it to ourselves to just be aware of that. There's nothing, nothing is in, in solid writing here that's a guarantee that everything's got to always be okay. And that's what I always talk about. Being mindful is just waking up and understanding, hey, another day, another gift. And yeah, we sometimes feel sorry for ourselves or we get into these little mindsets that we don't understand what's going on. Uh, you know, and not a, a woe is me type of thing, but you start thinking about yourself like, well, what, what am I here for? What am I doing? What's my purpose? And you get into a funk, and it's normal. Um, so I'm talking to you about it because it's happening to me. The past couple of weeks, it's been happening to me. And, you know, I know I look at the podcast, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't really have a focus with this. And then I realized I do have a focus, and my focus is positivity and motivation because that's what I push towards myself, awareness of even mindfulness, awareness of where I am right now, of everything that I do in life and how it affects others, and that we are loved, even though sometimes we don't even realize that we are by a lot of people. And, uh, and I think it's that realization. Now, I know everyone doesn't fit into that entire category, um, but these are, these are points that I'm making maybe to reinforce myself on my doubts of what's going on. Um, I just, I can't stop doing this show. I just uh, can't really understand it. It's just uh, a passion of mine. Now the wind is really kicking up right now. I'm going to have to back this down a bit. Hopefully this will help. <clears throat> but I don't have a, uh, a windscreen over top of this or anything like that. So hopefully the wind's not too bad. But yeah, I'm out here in the beautiful Brandywine Valley. Brandywine Creek State Park in Delaware. Just beautiful and quiet. Disconnecting to connect. And you might be saying, but dude, you're talking into a, a recorder, digital recorder. Yes, I am. Um, so I could share this with you. There are people unable to uh, be out here. There are people unable to uh, maybe talk or walk. I don't know. But if any way, if any way that I can share what I'm seeing right now, this is what I want to do. So where I'm walking right now is uh, I should take the guy's pictures of some of this stuff and put it up. <laughs> Um, just a lot of mud, but within the mud, there's a lot of prints as well. I see a fresh uh, poupee. So I'm going to think you got a fox turd there, potentially. 
I see fox tracks right here. So we're taking some pictures of those. And that looks kind of fresh. How can you tell if a, a turd's fresh, Tone? I'm not going there. All right, we got something happening up here. Uh, it's just birds. So a lot of birds. We've got a tuft of titmouse. We have some chickadees. And here, I'm going to give you a minute of silence. chickadees. I'll get a little closer. I mean, it's just beautiful here. There is no one here. I mean, recently um, I've been in the woods or on trails and it's just been packed with people. I'm not a fan of that. I come out here to disconnect from people. Not that I don't like people, but it's just a place where I can think. Now, what do we got here? Oh, hello. Something's close. Oh, hey, buddy. Very cool. See, yeah, little black cap chickadees. Um, there you go. So I've noticed that like the black cap chickadees and the tufted titmouse actually hang out together a lot of the times. Not actually sure why that happens, but when they come to feed, there's like both of them are here. But these uh, little chickadees are they're uh, and they're hard to tell between the Carolina chickadee and the black cap chickadee as far as I'm concerned. But they're just cool little critters. Um, you know, sometimes when I accidentally drop. get that some type of duck taking off there's another one out there I just can't see I'll raise this up a little bit but uh, sometimes when I drop my my cereal on my on my balcony when I'm eating breakfast because I'm such a slob <laughs> the birds actually get a free meal whoa is that breaking the law tone breaking the, the condo association law I don't mean to sometimes I can't help my cereal spills so we may have a pileated uh, woodpecker off to the right, but I'm not going to go off this little mini trail here again. Uh, at this point in time, you have, I believe, the ticks are in the nymph stage, so they're just almost specks coming up out of the mud. Chickadees are actually uh, accompanying me as I walk down this little path, and you'll hear an overhead uh, a jet, and that is actually uh, taking off. And climbing into altitude. He's a bit low. We got some cloud cover here. I'll just wait till he goes by. There's no need to. Love aircraft. Fascinated by aircraft. Not a big fan of the noise pollution, though. It's funny. Uh, I know I've said it before. Oh, everybody, all of my friends ride. Everybody's got a bike. I was. Uh, I'm the only guy that had the. The BMW motorcycle, everybody else had the Harleys. But, uh, you know, the drag pipes and just screaming with the other guys. And Now, from a distance, they look like mallards, but they're pretty far away. But I really can't tell. How you doing, sir? Come on through. A beautiful dog you have there. What's that? That's a beautiful dog you have there. Thank you. Yeah. How old is he? He is seven. Okay. What's his name? Rupert. Rupert. Very cool name, sir. Thanks. Hey, buddy. <laughs> How you doing? Come on, bud. Take care of yourself. He doesn't have treats. <laughs> so, uh, you know, sometimes you encounter people on the trail. It's cool. Uh, okay. So we do have a. We have a. A couple mallards, a pair, a mating pair, right up here to the left, and they just came out of underneath uh, some wood. So, yeah, sometimes you'll encounter people. Everybody's always cool. I've never had, I've never encountered like a weirdo out here, thank God. You know, you, know, you hear those stories sometimes. Yeah, it's weird. Well, we did have that one story I told you a long time ago about the girl uh, when we all went camping. The girl came out of the woods, just crazy, man. 
But for the most part, nah, I never deal with that. I'm going to step on this here. Hate to step on that. Man, what a hole we have here. It is deep. If anybody falls into that, that what they did was uh, somebody just stuck a bunch of branches in this hole. But I'll take a picture of it, please. Oh, we got a jogger coming. How you doing? He was in a hurry. He's jogging. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, you get people that you meet, and uh, it's cool. Sometimes I get into conversation. Most of the times I don't. Um, and that's where I'm going also with the podcast here. When do I get back into interviewing people? Um, now with the COVID protocol going along, I don't feel it's uh, you know, a cool thing to do. Like maybe from a distance. I know I need it. I know I need to be talking to more people just to get the show a little bit more interesting in that aspect. Personally, I love hearing other people's opinions about things, but uh, right now, until things get a little bit better, I'm going to hold off of that. So, again, we're closer to the river now. Um, just going to wind through, and I'm just going to ask you how you're doing. Hopefully, you're going, uh, you're doing okay in your life. And I don't know if you're close to my age in mid 50s. Got anything going on? You know, got things that are worrying you. Uh, things that are on your mind, things that you worry about, we all normally worry about. We worry about our families, our loved ones, people that we care about. Hold on, I got something going on here. So I can't see it, but I saw some movement to my right. That could be, that could have been a fox. It was a pretty decent size. Like it's a rabbit fox being out during the day. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, I just love it back here, man. Just love it in the wilderness here. Uh, but yeah, so I, I would like to plan on getting into more conversations. But that's the point of today and the podcast for today is to re-motivate myself and remain positive. That look, we all go through these things in our lives where... You know, we just kind of get into a little funky mood, and it's like, you know, what are we supposed to be doing, and what what from here? Not that, not that we're bored with our lives, but we're always looking for that sense of purpose. And I don't think it's a pretentious thing to uh, to wonder if you're not capable of more of what you're doing. It's what I always try to push myself in a way, uh, in a very subtle way, uh, especially with me, with having a lot of who I was taking away from me. And having to reinvent myself of more of a, a talker kind of guy. Um, less physical action and just trying to find my place. And hopefully uh, my place is this, talking to you, just hanging out. Which I think is really cool, by the way. You know, to know that um, so many people are just listening from all over the world and just hanging, about, hanging out with me. I wish you'd say hello a little bit more often. Just uh, go to findingsubjects.com and just... Just comment, man. Just uh, say, yeah, well, how you doing? Or where you're listening from? That'd be great. I mean, I see your numbers on the charts, but it's not the same. And again, I don't care if you want to remain anonymous or whatever. That's fine. Uh, there's a lot of people that come in here not anonymous and just don't. They'll say like, amen or whatever, or just one word answers or so. But uh, just knowing that you're out there is a big help for me because this is a big help for me. This entire thing is just uh, sharing these things with you again. I know people out there who have never seen snow, who have never taken a walk in the woods. Um, I know some people out there that do not live in safe places to be able to even do this. So uh, to be able to share something like this is just uh, really cool. So up here we have a little bit of a, that's a very interesting looking tree. Um, got some things going on up here. It's just uh, some trees are down. Uh, again, mountain bike trails. Now this here, I'm gonna show you something. I'm going to take a picture of this. What it looks like uh, to me is potentially, you could tell me what you think, uh, deer eating the bark off of trees. Um, like big time, I can see teeth. could be a beaver. Uh, but they've taken the bark down. And I'll, again, I'll try to. I don't have my camera. I have my iPhone. So with that, hopefully I can get some decent pictures. But that was pretty interesting. And I've seen it along the trail. I just thought maybe... It was a sort of an anomaly, but um, it looks a little bit more prevalent out here where I'm going. So, again, what I'll do is when I'm almost done this, I'll brush off the pants, brush off, brush off the shoes, the boots uh, before I get into the truck. 
just to stay stick, uh, tick free, not bring anything home to the fam squad. And here we go. But just beautiful. And again, I, I know I talk about this, but to get out and go for a walk or sit on my bench and just sit back and breathe, close the eyes. Our sensei, uh, before we had class begin, we had to sit down, legs crossed, um, hands on our knees, eyes closed, and just uh, get in touch with the mind's eye, to close our eyes, close our minds to the outside world, and just take ourselves to a place that he would describe, and that place was a winterscape in the woods, snow on the ground, water trickling over rocks in front of us. You can even see a little steam coming off of the, out of the water. And we were to concentrate on that and meditate on that and take ourselves away to that place of serenity that existed in our minds. And I often wonder, that little mindscape, how it looked to me, I wondered how it would look to other members how it would look to other members of our class, the other students. And that is the first time I really started getting into meditation, being mindful, and giving ourselves a mental break. And we need to do that. So this could be a potentially interesting podcast to listen to at night. When you're alone, just uh, kick back in bed and just listen. Listen for the ducks, the birds. And maybe go to sleep if you're having trouble going to sleep. Maybe put this on and you'll fall asleep. And I won't be offend, offended if you fall asleep to my voice. Because I am told by a lot of people that they fall asleep to my voice. And I first thought that was offensive. We got more ducks here. But soon I learned it's actually a compliment. Okay, these guys are going to take off real quick, but I don't know what they are. They're at a distance. Now, the Brandywine Creek here, it's very interesting. It has a constant uh, current. I'm going to say approximately two miles an hour. We're going to go stand out outside on this rock here. You're going to hear the ducks. They may take off. They may fly. There's a whole bunch of uh, ducks. These guys, I just wish I could get closer and see them. They look like maybe Mergensers. I can't be positive about that, but standing here on this rock overlooking the Brandywine River, just beautiful. We're wrapping up on uh, 25 minutes here, so soon I'm going to disconnect. But I'm asking you to listen to the sounds in the background. Try to relax. Try to put out all the things that are blocking your mind right now. Preventing you from relaxing. Preventing you from sleeping. Preventing you from just being calm. We've got enough things going on in our lives. Just take this minute or these 30 minutes for yourself. Beautiful. We'll continue just a little bit. So I have to take this trail until it gets me back to the main paved trail. And then I'll just head back to the truck from there. But a cold day, a brisk down in this valley so there's not a lot of wind we had a few gusts earlier but all in all it's just a beautiful quiet moment here with the occasional flyover maybe I'll edit this out 
It smells so good. It smells damp, like vegetation. I don't want to say decaying vegetation. Yeah, we're gonna boot this guy out of here. looking uh, mushrooms on this tree that has a lot of moss. Do a little shot of that. And on findingsubjects.com, I'll put these photographs up so you can see everything I'm talking about during our walk. Take a little picture here and there. Do a little shot of the trail right now. So you can uh, envision where we were while we were out today hanging out. So again, it's kind of important to me. You're listening to me, but yet I don't get a chance to listen to you. So if you want to stop by findingsubjects.com, just comment, say hello, where you're from. That'd be really cool. I'd appreciate it greatly. And if you like this show, maybe you can share it with others. You know, people who are having a little bit of a problem relaxing in life. Maybe a little problem going to sleep. Maybe I found something new here. <laughs> Listen to Tony. He'll put you right to sleep. <laughs> hey, there's apps for that. Trust me. Uh, so cool, man. I'm, again, this is a... To me, it's an interesting photograph, but... Hopefully you'll find it interesting as well. It's just a... A tree that's down, but it's just decayed and... Obviously, it was cut down. It fell, and then they cut it. Because it went over top of the... Uh, it's a tall tree. It went over top of the trail, so they had to cut it out of the way. But oh yeah, so uh, I told you. I said I probably about a hundred yards or so up the creek, up the river. I don't even know what to call this place. River. It's a river, Tony. Um, there is a whole bunch of geese up here. So I guarantee you, we're going to get. We're probably going to take off from them. It'll get a little loud. I'll turn it up a little bit, but it's cool to hear them. And sometimes you can even hear the flapping of their wings, uh, like the wind whistling, the air whistling going through their feathers. So uh, we'll prepare for their takeoff. Now, one thing I'm not hearing out here is any of the spring peeper frogs that we had uh, last episode. But I'm getting closer. And it's funny, like some of the geese that I encounter, uh, when they're living near or residing near uh, populations, they're not so skittish. When I get out here in the wild like this, uh, sometimes these geese, they just have to see you from... These are the ducks. They just have to see you from like, I don't know, 50 yards away and bam, they're gone. And if they lose sight of you, they get a little nervous. So we'll see what happens up here. They might be fine. Okay, I see where we're going. Yep, so we have one there. Like 30, 30 geese on the other side of the river here. I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to stay. They're going to be good. All right, we're wrapping around, and the ducks flew back over here, so I think we're going to encounter them. We're going to encounter them. We're probably going to scare them. So I'll turn this up a little bit so you can hear them a little bit better. Oh, yeah, we have a lot of those ducks here, so whatever they are, they see me, they're gonna take off. I'm gonna to try to record it. Here we go. So a couple of mallards. Mergensers. Ah, okay. I don't know if that's a beaver. Oh my gosh. It looks like a beaver. Darn. 
Uh, I believe that might be a muskrat. Of course, that was a jogger that went by. <laughs> All right. But anyway, what I thought was a beaver was a muskrat. Muskrat love, baby. <laughs> muskrat, muskrat. No, don't even. My God. Massive Paul prints down here. But that has to be a dog because there's boot prints with it. That's got to be a St. Bernard or something. Massive. Wow. All right. We're going to continue on. Did I just sing Muskrat Love? Jesus. God, what's wrong with me? Muskrat. Mus <laughs> All right, man. So anyway, I want to thank you for hanging out with me today. Uh, I kind of like doing this. I know some people are not into it. Um, I, of course, I would like to. What is that noise, man? I would like to get into uh, some more interviews. We'll get into that coming up with the show. But until then, until people get a little bit more accustomed to being around other people, that's why we had to kind of shut it down a bit. So it's a beautiful day out here in the Brandywine Valley. Okay. I'm just looking right now how to get back to where I got to go. All right, I'm going to wrap this one. Have a fantastic day. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for being here. And uh, again, things get overwhelming to you. Pray about it, man. I know it always, uh, it works for me. Hopefully it works for you. Sometimes we just get so caught up in our own lives, we forget all about that. Uh, but I firmly believe in prayer. Oh, by the way, uh, my buddy Bob... I want to thank you all for your prayers and continued prayers. He goes in in April uh, for surgery. They feel optimistic about it. Uh, so uh, no chemo or anything like that. Just uh, they're going to cut this piece out, and hopefully he's going to be okay. So he also thanks you for all his prayers. All right. Let's wrap this one. Take care. And have a great day. Bye.